Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Gear Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne, also Gear Jake. This episode, I want to give anyone who's new to riding or new to gear, because that's that can be two different things. Just because you ride doesn't mean you are all about the gear or wear all the gear. Maybe you've worn a few things, but or maybe you haven't shopped in a while. Maybe it's been 10 years since you bought a jacket and... A lot of things have changed since you've been in riding or shopping. So no matter what kind of experience, riding experience you have, if you're new to gear, I want to give you just a very broad overview of how to think about motorcycle gear and some of the things that you wish someone might have told you about riding gear that people don't usually talk about or tell you, especially the kind of approach to choosing it because there is a plethora or just the hundreds, thousands of options when it comes to gear, of course, assuming that you're in somewhat regular range of sizing. I know that there is a lack of proper sizing and gear options if you're, say, a plus size woman, maybe a size 20 or 22, or you're a larger man and you might be shorter in stature. There are less options for you when you're over a certain weight threshold. Uh, the industry is really only catering to quote unquote average sizing for mass distribution. So I know that there are chunks of you who are left out of this equation. And that is something I just cannot solve or address in 20, 30 minutes. So I want to make sure that this covers just kind of your general um, big picture approach to gear and choosing gear is one of the most important choices next to choosing the kind of motorcycle you're going to ride when it comes to riding. When you make the wrong choice, like not wearing any gear, that's also where you're going to suffer huge consequence in your riding abilities, maybe your skill set, maybe your just general comfort. And hopefully, uh, I mean, sorry, not a hopefully, uh, at the very worst, risk your safety. And that's the one part that we absolutely want to preserve when it comes to riding a motorcycle. So if you make the right choices, you will dramatically minimize the risk of riding risks. And no matter how fast you're riding, where you're going, what you're riding, whether it's a scooter, whether it's a motorcycle, your entire body is vulnerable from head to toe. And you're probably more vulnerable by just staying in your neighborhood and not leaving. And you know that as far as cars, a lot of you know car incidences and accidents happen very close to your home. They're not out on a freeway or a racetrack. They're in your neighborhood at a stop sign or in a parking lot sometimes, right? Or just in close proximity to where you live. And if the danger is that high in a car, now imagine stepping out of it and strapping yourself to the top of it and then going for a ride without anything on. And now tell me how safe or secure you feel. So I also know what you might be thinking that you don't want to look a certain way or you may not want to wear what everyone else might be wearing. It's totally okay to have personal preferences of how you want to look and certainly what you want to ride. It's just vitally important that you understand the differences between some motorcycle clothing that sells itself as, quote, safety gear and others that actually offer protection and safety in the event of an accident. There is a huge difference between, quote, a motorcycle jacket uh, from one brand and, quote, a motorcycle jacket 
from another. A really good example of this is any piece of clothing you will find in a mall, in your local shopping mall, whether it's the Mall of America, whether it's the King of Prussia Mall, whether it's the San Francisco Center or wherever your mall is. None of that is designed to truly protect your body in the event of a motorcycle crash. And that means your physical body leaving your motorcycle and coming into contact with something, whether it's the ground, whether it's a door, whether it's your own motorcycle, whether it's the floor, whether it's a person, there is a huge difference between how real motorcycle gear, it's what I've always called protective gear, how it works to protect your physical body versus covering your body. And that's what the mall is going to give you coverings for your body. Make sure you're not naked. Make sure that you look a certain way, but it absolutely positively will not do more than that, as well as protective gear can in the case of uh, ensuring your elbows and your shoulders are going to be protected if they make contact with an object or the ground or whatever. Your ankles, your feet, the bones on the top of your hands, your head, your face, your brain, all these vital parts of your body that are super vulnerable. Anyone can make anything, sell it to you and tell you that it's designed for riding. There's absolutely nothing in place to ensure that you are getting something that will physically protect you in the event of an accident. You can buy anything, you can sell anything, you can make anything as motorcycle gear and tell someone here, this is protector faster than we are sometimes. And you've slid so far and at the end of that, yes, your gear has fallen apart, so to speak. It's because it did its job for you in the very beginning and by the end it was done, but it covered you and protected you. So I'm talking about at the moment of impact and the moment you use your gear, it should be holding together and staying on as long as it possibly can uh, to cover you no matter what the circumstances. Certainly, there's a context to that. So you can't expect, um, you know, casual street leather to perhaps hold up on the racetrack. Of course, that's a different application, but if we're talking about wearing the right gear for the right application, these are the kind of things we expect to stay together. So the materials are just as important as how that garment is made, and you want to always ask the question, who's making this? How did they make it? Who are they? Where are they from? Do they have any online credibility? Do they have credibility in the motorcycle community? Do they have credibility at my local dealership or at the shops that I shop in? Does anyone know who a company like Alpine Stars is? Having that information and that name recognition tells you, okay, at least I'm in the right place. Because like I said, there are thousands of companies making products for you to try and sell to you, but you need to have a certain level of trust in who they are, where they come from, what they've been doing. If you know that they work to protect, uh, you know, MotoGP riders at the highest level of racing, well, then you know they are also working to, or their products are going to work well to protect you at your street riding, especially when these companies offer street level riding gear in addition to the professional wear 
that they create for professional riders and racers. And that's the same goes for, um, you know, the dirt riding and adventure world. So you just need to do a little Googling and that will tell you whether the companies you're looking at, okay, are these companies I should give my money to? And, you know, will they actually protect me? So aside from these material construction and technical differences, there's also a huge fit difference. There is a big difference between covering you and fitting you a certain way while you're standing in front of the mirror and then sitting on your motorcycle. Now, certainly that also is going to vary greatly between the type of motorcycles that you might be riding. So a jacket that fits on, say, a sport bike like a Yamaha R6 or an R1, which are really race style bikes in a racing position, those jackets have to fit very differently than, say, someone else on a, a BMW F750 GS. That riding position is vastly different. And so those two pieces have to fit differently on the same body because they have to do very different things. That's why it's really extremely important that when you try on motorcycle gear, that you always, and I mean always take into consideration how it feels on the motorcycle because you are going to be doing things that are not the same as standing up. You are sitting, you are manipulating tiny little controls you might be leaning forward, you might be looking down, and that makes it even harder sometimes. It can make it less comfortable. So sometimes when you have issues finding gear, it's because you're not taking into consideration what your motorcycle is telling you. For example, say you put on a touring jacket. So a textile jacket with maybe that it's waterproof on the outside and it has like a vent or two and a bunch of pockets but you ride a sport bike, you ride a Yamaha R6. Well, you get on your motorcycle, you lean down because that's the where the controls are. Your handlebars are very low and forward in front of you, like you're laying down. And now you can't lay down, you can't lean forward. You can't even reach forward because the shoulders are so tight. So then what do you do? You size up and then what happens you get back on your bike and then you lay down and lay forward. And now your whole jacket is rubbing on your tank and it's completely extended forward. And it's also going to let in not only a ton of air, but maybe even water because you've fitted yourself in something that was fully designed to sit up straight. And that's why the shoulders were tight. But now that you bring your elbows forward and low, now you're making the jacket bigger. So it's the opposite effect. So when you stand up, your jackets should feel just a little bit tighter. When you put your hands down at your side, or you bring your elbows and your shoulders back and you thrust your chest forward, your motorcycle gear, not even the touring gear is going to be comfortable there because they're always going to consider your seated position, whether you ride an adventure bike, a dual sport bike, a cruiser, a uh, classic chopper, um, a modern classic standard, a cafe racer, a track bike. It doesn't matter because your seated position is where that product designer or that manufacturer is going to make sure that everything fits the best. Because the point of this gear is to work for you in addition to protecting you. And that's the beauty of 
real gear is that we'll do all these wonderful things for you in addition to fitting you properly and protecting you. It's going to work so good once your hands are forward on those hand grips, your elbows have dropped a little bit so they're not out like a chicken wing, and you're seated on your bike for about 30, 40 minutes. That's where you want all the comfort to really live because when we stand up off a motorcycle, we always unzip every time pretty much, right? We're not hanging out in our gear when we're in a restaurant or we're at a friend's house or we're in the parking lot. We're going to unzip a little bit. And these brands, they know this. So they are always going to give that attention to detail to your seated position. And again, that varies so much from bike to bike. So you really want to check on your bike or a bike that's similar to yours or just duplicate your reach. But remember not to stick your arms straight out in front of you like Superman, because that also is counterintuitive to the fit. Because we don't drive our motorcycles like Superman, we bring our hands apart a little bit like we're Uh, riding our motorcycles. So our arms are never completely straight in front of us. They're always bent a little bit because you always want your elbows bent for full range of motion. Also shows that your your general position on your bike is more relaxed. You never want to hold tension in your shoulders and you want to let those elbows drop so that you're as relaxed as possible and not having a death grip on those hand grips. So that also ties into you know, your proper riding ergonomic and comfort, just like your jacket should fit you. You should be fitting yourself on the motorcycle so that you're comfortable, relaxed, and everything is bent and uh, with full range of motion. So that's really why gear is designed a certain way and why it doesn't feel right when you're trying things on without sitting on your motorcycle. So in addition to looking in front of the mirror, you really, really, really want to sit on that bike. After that, of course, is the protection aspect. And I know some of that is tied to the materials and the technical fabrics you're going to see like Scholler, Kepertech. Scholler is a Swiss company and they develop a lot of different technical fabrics for a variety of use, not just motorcycle wear, but public safety and police and fire and military all around the world. So they're developing all these incredible materials to do a lot of different things, which do include protection, for motorcycling in the form of abrasion resistance and strength. Uh, Other brands like DuPont Cordura, DuPont Kevlar, uh, Gore-Tex, if you're a uh, waterproof uh, person as far as if you have rain gear or other waterproof casual wear, you know, Gore-Tex is a huge, huge name when it comes to waterproof clothing and waterproof rain gear. So you're going to see all these different names thrown about. And again, it's really important to go online, do a quick Google and say, who is this? What are they doing for me? Do I want this in my gear? Is this a good thing? And where are they coming from? Of course, there's body armor. The protection factor not only includes the materials, right, but also the impact protection for your impact points, which are your shoulders, your elbows, your hips, your knees, your back, and then I hope not, but your head as well, right? So the armor is important. It's important that your jacket, your pants, your boots, your gloves, all addressed impact in the form of some kind of armor. Although in footwear, it's not as common to see armor there as much as thermoplastics and other materials. 
the way that we use our boots when we crash is a little bit different than the way the rest of our body takes impact. So you'll find removable uh, body armor and replacement body armor for your shoulder, your elbows, your back, your hips and knees. And if all of those areas, and I mean all those areas are not covered in your riding gear, well, you should say no to that brand or no to that style and just know that it's not going to fully give you the protection you might be looking for. So at you, you want to make sure that all these areas are covered with body armor. And just because a brand doesn't give it all to you, that's okay. You just want to make sure there's pockets so that you have the choice so that that choice is given to you rather than uh, told to you that you don't need it. So I always have a problem with brands that don't even offer you a pocket because if they're not giving you a pocket for body armor, then they're really not giving you the protection options you really need. Everybody needs it. Everyone. doesn't matter how you ride, where you ride, who you ride with, what you ride, what speed you go, your body needs it. And if a brand doesn't give you the option of a pocket to add armor so that you can decide to you got to say no to that brand. There's a level of protection you will be missing and then you will be risking. So there are so many choices now that it's silly to say yes to something that doesn't offer you all the protection when you could easily get it. Otherwise, there's no reason for you to even listen to this podcast. There's no reason for you to shop for protective wear. Just keep shopping where you're shopping and good luck. You know, but I, I hope that you're trying to make the right choice and give your body all the protection that it needs or that you can get so that when you're out there riding, you feel comfortable and you feel confident. I'd say there's a huge level of confidence that comes with being fully covered and protected from head to toe and knowing that you have done everything you can within your power to minimize those risks, to cover your body and know that you will probably be okay if something happens to you, uh, you know, since you've done everything you can. And we know that sometimes in some instances, even though we do everything we can, things can still happen to us. We, of course, that's the risk of riding a motorcycle and participating in extreme sports like this, right? Whether you're a, a, a rock climber or a bungee jumper or a, you like to jump out of planes, you know that there's always a small risk, but we do everything we can to minimize our risk, including wearing all this gear. So those, I'd say, general features are really what you want to make sure that every piece of gear offers you. Even your, your helmet, your gloves, your boots, everything should offer protection in the form of these features, of fit features. Uh, excuse me, I'm repeating myself. It should all come in, uh, you know, the form of protective materials, protective fabrics a fitment that's conducive to riding that keeps you comfortable while you're riding. Also, certainly there's a level of snugness and tightness that you're looking for. I always am wary or I don't like the word tight because to me, tight is uncomfortable and snug is really where you're trying to find the snuggest fit before it becomes tight. I also know that for many people, you have to acclimate to the idea of gear and you might have been riding for years without it. And now that you're getting in, 
it might be a challenge to find something that you're internally comfortable with yet fits you properly. And that's where certain brands, certain styles are going to help you. And that's also where if you pick the wrong style for your riding position, it might make you less comfortable and you're not going to be, you're not going to want to wear it. So I also want you to know that just because you might have picked something that didn't work for you, it doesn't mean that all gear is not going to work for you. It just means you might need a very specific solution. And I'm certainly always happy to give you ideas if you're having trouble. But your ultimate goal is to have comfort on the bike in the form of a snug fit that conforms to your riding position because you need that fit to be a little bit snugger, just a little bit, but not tight, just so that everything works the way it's supposed to. And that means staying in place, staying on your body, not moving, not rolling off of you, not falling off of you, not tearing off of you, not coming completely detached from you because it needs to be there to do its job. With helmet fitment, that can be, I'd say, really challenging because helmet fit is, like a friend of mine says, it's a dark art. And if you don't get fitted properly by someone who really understands the nuance of fitment, you might end up something that's hurting you. And I probably should dedicate a whole podcast to helmet fit because that's a whole thing that takes, it can take a lot of time. It takes a visual uh, demonstration, I think, and an explanation from someone who really, really understands what they're talking about and can explain to you why you might be feeling something, where that discomfort comes from, and how you can resolve it. And I would say the same goes with gear and clothing too. I mean, protective clothing. If you have a bad experience with a brand of gear that might keep you from wanting to wear other pieces of gear or maybe buying gear ever again. And I know that can happen. So again, that's where I hope you'll reach out if you have questions. Um, I'd love to help you in that regard too. So I hope uh, my explanation of these features that you're trying to discern from regular clothing to your protective wear will help you kind of make your way through the volume of gear available out there. Um, I think for this episode, I'm going to keep this really short and sweet. And for the next half of this topic, I'm going to cover features that you're going to find in different lifestyles of gear, depending on what you're looking at and how these different features will make you more comfortable, could possibly give you a little more protection, but how all these features work to give you a much better gear experience while you're on the bike. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll post a comment on this blog post. I hope you'll post something on my social feeds if you have questions or if there's something you want to hear about. I need to work on getting more guests so I can bring you some more interesting content from the industry. I need to find some people who are willing to talk to me. If you know someone or if you are someone who wants to talk to me about some aspect of riding gear, then I certainly would love that. I'm, I have a list in my mind. I just need to get off my butt and find you some interesting guests. So thank you again for listening. Post a question, send me an email. Um, love to hear your feedback. Love to hear your reviews, good or bad. I'd love to hear everything. And we'll talk to you soon. 